0: What's up everybody, my name is Josh and uh, thank you for coming in and listening to episode
1: 2 of the Purpose Driven Life podcast. Uh,
0: this episode we're looking at the power of testimony and the power of your words. Um, in this episode um, I was very blessed to be able to speak at my local church in the Camden area. And um, I spoke at the uh, youth group and... Uh, I was able to share my testimony, so I'm very thankful and very blessed that I could do that. So we'll head over to that, and um, yeah, you'll hear my testimony. So let's cross over to that, and I'll speak to you in a second.
1: Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Okey-dokey. Can I steal your microphone, please? Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Alrighty guys, how are we? Good. good? Just good? Good. I heard that one. Alrighty. Alright, well, thank you for having me tonight, guys. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is Josh, and I'm one of the uh, leaders here at CUC as well. Um, I work a bit with Gus um, and uh, Elise and Claudia and Sab, and uh, yeah, I work with them. So. Um, When I was asked to come and give my testimony tonight, I really struggled to piece together what I want to say. Um, And for those that really know me, know that I'm actually a really good uh, musician. So I thought I'd do it as a rap, all right? Okay, look, all right, let's be honest. I'm completely kidding. I don't have a musical bone in me whatsoever. So I won't do a rap. Sorry to disappoint you, but I won't. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time, I'll, I'll practice a bit. But yeah, so I want to ask you guys a question. Who here has been teased before? Whether it's all been in good fun or by your brothers or sisters or your mates, whatever. There you go. So there's a a fair few of you guys. Um, I'm sure you all have. Um, But I want to tell you this story of of how uh, really my testimony begun. Um, I was told that I would never be able to walk, that I would be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. That I wouldn't be able to speak, and I wouldn't be able to get a job. That would most likely have my own. That uh, sorry. That would most likely not have my own family. That I would need constant support with feeding, speaking, and even dressing myself. My parents had told this. Um, was told this, you know, when they took me to to see a specialist uh, when I was about two years old. They were told that I was one of nine other people in the world that had this disability at the time. So after hearing that, you could imagine what type of stress, worries that my parents would have had. Um, You see, when my parents heard uh, this from the specialists, uh, they had two choices. They could have either listened to the experts and accepted that um, what they've been told that I would never be able to walk and I'd be in a wheelchair for life, and all of that. Or they had a second choice, and it was to have faith in God. Um, I'm incredibly thankful and blessed that they decided to trust God and not give up on the promise of grace of God. Um, like a few of you guys, I went to MacArthur Anglican School um, where, where, where I knew God, but I didn't have that personal connection with him. I didn't have that intimate relationship. School was really hard for me, I was often bullied and made fun of, teased. I was even thrown into a brick wall once. (laughs) I really hated school. I would normally be left out of activities, sports, all that stuff. I would often get picked last, or sometimes not even picked at all. I felt really alone, rejected, so unloved. Yeah, I managed to make some friends, but even then I knew they wouldn't understand how I felt. I dealt with so much anxiety... Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> I hated the thought of going to school. I even pretended to be sick so I wouldn't have to go. Um, I tried that a few times, but never flew with my mum. So she'd always make me go, no matter what. She would tell me just to keep going. I really hated my life. I really did. By age 15, I had been in and out of hospital countless times. Went to physio, hydrotherapy, gym. Went to see more and more specialists than I could count in one hand, and even if that wasn't enough, literally one day I woke up and I had a stammer or stutter. The only explanation that doctors gave me was that it was probably caused by my anxiety. I was ready to give up. I didn't see the value of—I uh, didn't see the value to keep going if I was just going to end up with a life like this. It's probably about 14 or 15. When I was in hospital with my latest surgery um, and it was after one of my multi-level surgeries so when I went for surgery this time around um, I don't know how much you guys know about multi-level but they essentially did a full leg reconstruction so that means they cut my leg open cut the bones twisted everything put the muscles in different spots um, is, is quite an ordeal. Um, that one actually lasted over eight hours, uh, just the surgery alone. Um, I, I actually ended up with a few metal plates throughout my leg as well, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> kind of felt like a bit like the, the uh, Robocop. So that was all right. Uh, <laughs> um, it was after one. It was, it was one night after the surgery where I was lying in bed. And so much pain. You see, the thing was, I was allergic to morphine, and the only pain pain medication they could give me was Panadol. So you can imagine, after like multi level surgery and uh, having your leg fully cut open and stuff like that, Panadol probably doesn't really. So um, yeah, (laughs) I wasn't too happy. Um, So yeah, I wasn't really doing a whole lot because, you know, and because of that, I didn't sleep very well. I was awake throughout the whole night and I was lying there staring at the ceiling. My mum was in the armchair across the room asleep. She came and stayed after every single one of my operations. And, and you know, I'll be completely grateful for that, for, uh, you know, always. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's probably around 2.30 in the morning where I was in tears from the pain and it was really the first time that I really called out for God. Like I said, you know, throughout school, I knew who God was, did Bible study, but I didn't have that that personal relationship with him. When I was staring up at the ceiling in in pain and tears, I, I, I said to God out loud, I said, Why God? What have I done wrong? Why don't you love me? As I said those words out loud, I was so vividly reminded of my sister and the times that we would be playing together, reminded of the times that I was surrounded by my friends, family, teachers, by all these people that loved me. Then I simply heard these words, you are loved. And I knew these words were from God. As I heard those words, I instinctively let out the biggest sigh. I felt like God had lifted this massive rock off my shoulders. And funny enough, the pain in my leg was gone. I remember going to sleep, having the best sleep I've had in months. The next morning, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the pain in my leg was gone and I remember going to sleep. Um, Things really. Whoops. Um, <laughs> there we go, that's a bit better. Um, yeah, the next morning, my surgeon came in with some pain medication that would finally work for me. So no more morphine, no more Panadol. Um, it was after this experience when I finally knew God, not just as a character from the Bible, but as a heavenly father, one that loved me just as I was. And I learned that we are all, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. It took me a while to realize that too. It wasn't until I was a bit older when I found out from my dad that he had been praying for healing for me since the the day that I was diagnosed. Since I was two years old, my dad had been praying for me every single day that I'd find healing and get to know God. He prayed daily asking for for God's grace over me, to heal me, for me to know Jesus, to know God intimately. I look back now and I realise just how blessed and loved I was, not only by my family, but by Jesus too. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made for me and everybody else, I understood that he knew just what I was going through, through the pain, through the isolation, rejection, anxiety, that he, he loved me. I learned so much from, from all that experience. You know, I've been living with this disability since I was two years old, since I was born, so you do work up a few years' experience. Um, One thing that I learned is the power of your words. Your words have the ability to create, lift people up, to encourage people, mostly to love one another. But they also have the power to destroy, put people down, to isolate, to hate. It's so important that we take the time to stop and think before we speak. Well, what I'm saying to people uh, is what I'm saying... Uh, would that lift people up and show the love of Jesus or will it destroy spirit and hurt somebody? Your words have the ability to give life to someone. so make the right choice. The other thing I learned was, was attitude. You know My parents had a choice to accept what the doctors, uh, what the doctors t- told them. They decided to listen to God instead and they encouraged me, still by me in my surgeries, came to every physio appointment, pushed me to be the best version of myself every single day, and lastly, to believe in myself. I began with such a destructive attitude of defeat, self-destruction, telling myself that I was no good, you know, giving up. But I no longer see my disability as a weakness, but now as a strength. One that I know that I can use to help lift and encourage others with. I was told I'd never be able to walk. I mean, I was told I'd been in a wheelchair for life. And a lot of other people with the disability that I have are in wheelchairs, you know? And, and, but now I can play sports, I ride motorbikes, four wheeler motorbikes, of course, and so much more. I now choose to have a positive attitude and choose to, help people, to choose to help build others up. There's finally one other thing that I learned, well, one of the things I learned, was to persevere. My dad prayed every single day. He had faith every day, believed every day, and I was so incredibly blessed with some of the world's best surgeons to help me. The surgeon that I actually had came from uh, Brazil, and I was actually one of the first people that he actually done this surgery with, and um, it's kind of like a a test. Um, but, you know, he flew all the way from Brazil and came in and, and, and did his magic and, and did his work. So um, because of the doctor's ability, because of my mum being there every single time I was in hospital, because of my countless hours in physio, God had done so many amazing things in my life. So I want to challenge you guys. Before you speak, think of the consequences. When you speak, speak with purpose. When you seek the Lord, seek Him intimately. It is our responsibility to love and support each other. So, thank you. And I will be hanging around, so if you guys do have any more questions, just come up and see me, and I'll be glad to answer them. But, thank you.
0: For sharing this tonight. So I just want to thank uh, Camden United Church uh, Church for inviting me over to speak to the youth group. Um, it was an awesome privilege that I could share my story and my testimony with those guys. Um, now, look, um, if you guys want to keep listening to the podcast, um, that'd be awesome, and I'd appreciate it lots. Um, so feel free to jump onto our website. Uh, you can listen along there. Sign up to our newsletter. Um, and now, uh, you know, essentially our founders' uh, members' club, so you'll be able to get all the exclusive content. Um, you know, on our website, we're, uh, we're just finished building that, so there you can find some resources. And uh, you know, we've got some video clips there as well our quick clips, uh, just on some teachings and some skills and tips for you, um, and also um our new uh, resources and mentoring uh, coming soon. so if you want to stay in touch and keep an eye out for when that comes uh, I'd uh, sign up to our newsletter and also our uh, uh, members group so you can do all that on the on the website um, at purposedrivenlife.com.au and uh, yeah also make sure you follow us on Instagram Facebook, uh, with the username tag uh, Purpose Driven Life AU um, That would be awesome So yeah guys, uh, that was episode 2 um, Power of Testimony or the power of your word and uh, yeah, just uh, hope you guys got something out of it um, and I'd uh, love to hear your feedback so please feel free to message us um, and yeah, I'll see you we'll see you here in uh, next week's episode next Friday Um, stay stay uh, in touch and uh, we'll let you know what the episode is but um yeah we're looking to uh, introduce more people um have some guests on the show and hear their input as well so i'm super excited for that to happen and if you've got any topics that you'd like to cover or uh, questions again send it through on the website and uh, we might just uh, feature your message or testimony on our next few episodes Uh, But until then, guys, take care and uh, God bless.